Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, and welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. We're so happy to be back here with you. This is the podcast where we talk to companies who are absolutely killing it in social media customer service. Lots of other podcasts are talking about marketing and content, and you should definitely listen to those as well. But our focus here is exclusively on customer service and a great experience in social media. We are joined here today by Ashley Boone, who is the Care Social Lead at ModCloth.com. And ModCloth was nominated by Laura Watkins Baker, who is at Snack Mantis on Twitter. And Laura was at the Social Shakeup recently, where I was presenting on customer experience. And she tweeted at me, loving your talk on customer experience. I'd love to nominate ModCloth. They are amazing at social care. So Ashley, welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you, Laura, for nominating someone. And actually, I think maybe to start with, ModCloth might be a brand that some of the listeners and myself and Dan maybe historically haven't been familiar with. So could you just quickly introduce you guys and what you do? Yeah, of course. I mean, you're probably unfamiliar with it as gentlemen, but ModCloth.com is an online retailer that specializes in remarkable clothing and decor, a lot of vintage-inspired pieces. Cool. And can you tell us a little bit, a little something about yourself and how you came to work at ModCloth? Yes. So my story at ModCloth is a little bit different from a lot of people there. I worked in college radio for all through University of Pittsburgh, and then I worked in radio right after. And I worked at ESPN FM, which was like obviously a male-driven environment. And I wanted a different change. I wanted to be surrounded by females. I wanted to have my feedback heard. And I knew a lot of people that worked at ModCloth. I shopped at ModCloth for years, and I was a huge fan, and there was an opportunity to work in the customer care department. So I took it, and I got it. And how long ago was that? It will be my, we call it modiversaries at ModCloth, <laughs> which is adorable. It will be my three-year modiversary coming up, and I worked as the care social lead for about like two years. How do you celebrate these modiversaries? <laughs> We usually get a card. Sometimes we get a little bit of a gift. And usually I just like celebrate by myself at happy hour, usually. By yourself? By myself. Oh, no. Probably with like my department. <laughs> that sounds that sounds less pathetic. So if I'm following this all correctly, you used to work in an industry surrounded by men. You moved to an organization surrounded by women. And now you're being interviewed about that organization by two men. I know. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's right. So That's I was looking true. at your guys' website earlier, and of course I clicked on the button that said customer care, and I liked what it said. It said, I'm going to quote this, it said, at ModCloth, we know what it's like to be a customer. We realize that shopping on the internet can be frustrating, so we work hard to provide you the best possible online shopping experience. And I'm wondering, I really like those words that we know what it's like to be a customer, and how does that acknowledgement affect the way that you handle customer service? I think. For a lot of brands and companies, customer service, and especially like the perspective of the customer is like number one. And that's definitely something we have at ModCloth. I remember like Susan Coger saying, who's the co-founder of ModCloth, ModCloth is social shopping community with our customer at the center of everything we do. And that's something that we learn like on the first day of customer's care. We want everyone to know that 
when a customer calls in with like a really like they it's their wedding and we didn't send the dress out on time or we sent them the wrong item that we're accountable for those mistakes. We empathize with their situation. Even, you know, they can be like very frustrated and they could be yelling at you. Just see it from their perspective. Imagine it from their shoes. It's your wedding day. We sent you the wrong bathing suit or the wrong dress. I don't know why I said bathing suit. I don't know anyone that would wear a bathing suit on their wedding day. <laughs> it's a new so, fashion trend. Come on. I don't know. Maybe you're in Florida and you're, you're wearing a bathing suit on your wedding day. And so we take it from there. Just imagine yourself, you know, on that other end of the call and basically act accordingly. Go above and beyond the call of duty, if you will, to make that customer's day. And so a lot of the time we call ourselves day makers. Like, you know, we'll say like team day making just so because that's something that we believe. We want to make their day extra special so that sometimes they'll even go on social media and be like, man, I had the worst day ever. And then I called at Moth Cloth or at Moth Cloth Cares and they saved the day and I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. And I noticed you said something. You said that the organization was a that the company is a social shopping experience. Mm -hmm. And that is a little bit foreign to me. So I'm hoping that you can explain that. And I would imagine that, though, from what you're saying, that it would almost require fantastic service on social. Otherwise, that social shopping experience probably doesn't work out. Yeah, of course. So I feel like the idea of a social shopping like experience or social shopping community, it comes in different parts at Mod Cloth. Community is a really huge thing. It's actually one of our pillars. It's uh, care, community, and collection. So right there, two out of those three pillars are really important to the idea of social customer care. And so I would say an example of social shopping experience would be our style gallery, where customers upload their outfit photos, their fashion inspiration to the site. We then share that on our social media platforms. We share it on Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then it goes beyond that. And then we're regramming other people's like outfit photos. And it's becoming this like weird cyclical, but also awesome experience for the customer where they're sharing their fashion, they're sharing their inspiration, they're sharing their confidence with the community. And we're all engaging not only as us as a brand to that user, but also other community members, complimenting them, asking where they got that skirt. And that's something that is such a huge deal at ModCloth. And it's actually one of the reasons why I started at the company. I wanted to work there just because I love that idea of community. Actually, one of the things you said a second ago that was really interesting to me was this idea of going above and beyond the call of duty and daymakers, which I love. I love the language there. I was just wondering, that's an approach, that's a philosophy. How do you help that come to life? Like, How do you give the team enough flexibility to go above and beyond the call of duty and to make people's days versus, say, just being able to respond? Like, What do you guys do to, to go the extra mile, to go the extra step? I think that what we do in training for just our, our customer care advocates and like what I have to do in training for my care social team is the word empower. I like them to empower themselves to appease the customer to the best of their ability. And sometimes that means you running down in the warehouse to find that dress and physically shipping it to them and writing a note in that package and or it's going to ship out a dress through, you know, our truck's already left. We can't ship it out. So we run to FedEx to ship same day and accrue those costs 
just so you can get that item for your special event tomorrow. And do you have a sense for them of, so when you say accrue that cost, do they have a sense of what they can spend without there being issues? Or is it very much just do what's right for the customer and as long as you can stand behind it, we'll stand behind you? So I think what also, what we do as advocates is, so say that we're in like an escalation or like a very, you know, kind of challenging situation and we don't know what to do. The advocate doesn't know what to do. They've briefly placed that customer on hold. They talk to their lead, their assistant lead, other advocates around them. Again, like the sense of community, we always kind of like almost kind of triage the situation as best as they can. And then the lead or a specialist will kind of recommend other routes or perhaps like, you know what, look at their order history. Let's see. They're, they're a great customer. They're a loyal customer. You know, they have like a low return rate or they, this is their first order with us. We kind of go into that customer history and then we take action there. So it's a lot of like looking at the customer and then also asking around, asking what else can we do? Okay. And I guess to, to bring that into reality, can you share an example of where that's happened recently and, and someone's kind of gone above and beyond to make that day? Let's see. So this is something I did recently on Twitter. Oh, God, I, forget, I cannot forget her name right now, and I do apologize. She's a writer for Variety magazine, and she loves Mod Class Plus lines. She loves, like, Mod Class Plus dresses, and she's always such a huge advocate. She wears Mod Class all the time, and she always praises it on Twitter. She's so nice. I think her name is Janelle Riley, and she wanted to wear this dress for the Pitch Perfect premiere, and it's a dress that has, like, a bunch of keynotes on it, like music notes, and we were out of stock on it. But I remember that we had an extra dress in her size because I remember her size. And I went through the fulfillment center, our warehouse, for about three hours <laughs> trying to find this dress. I was like, I know we have one. I saw it. I swear it wasn't a mirage. And so I found it. I wrote a really nice note to her. And I tweeted her. I was like, hey, give me your address. I am going to ship you something like as a gift. And we weren't able to ship it on time through our shipping service. So I like ran to FedEx and I shipped it there. So, and she was so thankful and she wrote me a really nice like note and a really nice letter. And I still have it to this day. I will always keep nice letters from customers. It always feels good, right? Yeah, it does. When, when, it does. when someone who's paying you money for your product sends you a thank you note. Oh, yeah, yeah. It actually rarely happens on social care, like care social. We usually don't get that. And we're okay with that. We've accepted that. <laughs> but you know, I, had, I had a very similar experience, actually, Ashley, in my first job out of college. I worked at a collectibles company and I was in the marketing department, but a phone call somehow got through customer service and got to me. And it was this woman who had ordered something for her grandson and it was like December 23rd and it hadn't arrived yet. And we were apparently ruining Christmas and oh, yeah. uh, she was That's very, very upset. So I did the same thing. I, I told her Christmas was not going to be ruined on my account. And I went down to the warehouse and grabbed her item and FedExed it out. And I'll tell you, we had a customer for life. It is unbelievable that that simple act can make not only a customer for life, but can make an advocate. And that was pre-social media. So today I'm assuming that person goes on social and shares it with a lot of people. So that's absolutely awesome. Oh, yeah. She shared pictures. I mean, it's so simple, like, just to have that. Even if it's just like a, like a one sentence, like, you did, like, you saved. You're like my personal Santa Claus. You saved Christmas. It really holds you over for a long time because it, it means that you're doing something very important. 
So then, especially given that you guys are in such a competitive industry and there's a lot of internet retailers out there, is service then something that you guys are purposely trying to differentiate on? I would say so. Do you mean specifically with our customer care department or with social, with our care social department? I would say service generally and then assuming that social care is a function of that. So we definitely like to differentiate ourselves from other brands. Like you said, it's very competitive. I think with that, the main kind of difference is the mod cloth voice. That's something that we as advocates were trained right off the bat. Like, what is our girl? What does she want? And how do we talk to her like we're her friend and we want to help her out? And I think that's something that is amazing about ModCloth and what separates ModCloth from a lot of different brands is really just the voice and how we advocate for our customers. So we don't call like again, like we don't call ourselves customer care representatives. We call ourselves advocates because we advocate for them. And yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing about my cloth and also the best thing and, and actually you said something really interesting there when, when you were talking about her it sounds like you know her do you guys use that language internally as well oh yes definitely yeah. all the time and is that something you kind of educate a team around or does everyone just have a very strong natural understanding of who your customer is so yeah i do think there is a bit of an education right off the bat But luckily, with a lot of our advocates, they already know who she is because they themselves are customers of ModCloth before they started their jobs. But it's so funny. Every time I describe her, our customer, I round off like 80 different adjectives. And it's incredible. And I think the best thing I can say about her is that she's someone that finds inspiration and confidence through fashion. And... I think that's what we always want for her. We want her to feel like she's valued and her feedback is heard. And because that's what drives the ModCloth brand is customer feedback, whether it's through taking their feedback through social media platforms, through customer care, through we had a program I called Be the Buyer where they directly are picking the product. I think ModCloth is always going to be about her. And I think that, that actually gives you an amazing advantage in the social care space in that when you try and go above and beyond and try and make their day, I don't think I've ever heard someone talk about the generic group of audiences as passionately and, and knowingly as you seem to right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and hey, so jumping on to specifics. So one of the things I really love about this podcast series is, is understanding how teams are actually going about staffing this and structuring it and where inside the organization it sits. So can you talk a little bit about where social care sits in regards to the rest of customer care and then where customer care sits within the wider organization as well? Of course. So it's so funny. You guys keep on calling it social care. I always call it care social. So I apologize (laughs) for like the, the flipping. So the social team originally started responding to those, you know, responses on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then it became as all brands have realized over the past like five years, more people are going to social media to air their grievances, air their praise, air their feedback. And they couldn't keep up with that, with all those incoming messages. So then, you know, the social team asked customer care. There are some messages we can control. Can you respond to these? And by the time that care would help out with those messages, 
it became inefficient. The response time was really atrocious and the customer wasn't getting what they needed on social media. And then it became somewhere in care where they would help out with social media responses, but they still weren't getting those great SLAs. So then I started out as an apprentice and then I noticed that I kind of wanted to change the tone of care social. I wanted it to be like less robotic, more helpful, more empathetic, more than anything else, more empathetic and friendly. And so I kind of took over that and would select advocates out of the customer care department to do care social. So right now we have two full-time specialists, including myself, that focus on care social. It's like their only thing, like just community engagement. And then we have about six advocates that balance live interactions, which is calls, chats, and emails, and social interactions, and like those PM shifts, which is a lot. We are talking with Ashley Boone, who is the care social lead at modcloth.com. And if you have a brand that you'd like to nominate to appear on the Focus on Customer Service podcast, please use our hashtag. It's hashtag F-O-C-S, Focus on Customer Service. You can use that to nominate brands and also to ask questions of either of the Dans or of Ashley. We will monitor it and get back to you immediately. But that's the only way that brands can appear here is by nomination. And again, ModCloth was nominated by Laura Watkins Baker, who is at Snack Mantis on Twitter. Thanks so much, Laura, for the nomination. Now, Ashley, I was looking at the ModCloth Twitter feed today, and I saw this tweet from a customer, and the customer wrote, My new mod cloth dress has arrived just in time for the beach. Hashtag holla. <laughs> and then exactly three minutes later, you guys responded with, Woohoo, hope you love your new dress and have fun at the beach, with not one but two emojis at the end, one with a smiley and sunglasses and another emoji shaped like a dress. And then that response, of course, was then favorited by your customer. So are you guys always that fast? And do you have a response time goal as one of your KPIs? First of all, the emotion read in that tweet was impeccable. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're, no, you're very welcome. So I think as Care Social Lead and how I manage my team, response rate and response time are like the most important stats I can possibly enforce. And so for we moderate from 8 a.m. to about 1 a.m. It's not 24-7, unfortunately. And so during business hours, which are peak social media, like those social response hours, those are usually when I work. I like to have it 10 minutes response time, (laughs) under 10 minutes. And on average, across all platforms, which is Facebook and Twitter for the majority of the care social team, it's about one hour. So usually in non-business hours, it's under an hour, an hour or so, which is great. That's something that we're a little bit ahead of when it comes to other online retailers, just because it's something that's enforced within the customer care department because we know it's so important to have those care experiences on social. I agree completely. And with the focus that her or she seems to have around your brand, I'm guessing sometimes you're getting some memorable or or strange or fun interactions with them. Is there any that really kind of stand out as as being the the oddest or the funnest or or just something that you'd like to share to kind of share the passion that she has? (laughs) 
There's so many, Dan. <laughs> so many. <laughs> There's so many. I think what's great about engaging on those different platforms is like every platform is different. Like I think we can all agree that an audience on Facebook is completely different from an audience on Twitter, for instance. Or so I'm trying to think of the most memorable ones are always from Twitter <laughs> because they know their pop culture, which is great. I would say I had a really lengthy Twitter conversation with about like five different people about this t-shirt we sell at ModCloth, and it's just a t-shirt that has different pictures of Jeff Goldblum, the actor. And it's... Because um, everyone needs a t-shirt of Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah, I figure it's like a staple in everyone's closet. Like, if you don't have a t-shirt with Jeff Goldblum's face on it, then, like, I need you to reevaluate your life decisions. I'm sitting here wondering who he is. You don't know who Jeff Goldblum is? I, oh, boy. I don't here think I've ever heard that name in my life. Dan, you are killing me. Who is it? First, first of all, Jeff Goldblum is from Pittsburgh. Ah. Uh, you know, and Ron Dan Moriarty it. is not. No. And Dan Moriarty is clearly doesn't have I'm a Pittsburgh accent. I'm from the suburbs of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have that great Blonox accent. Absolutely. Um, no, so Jeff Goldblum is an actor. He was in Jurassic Park, trying to name movies that are not, that are appropriate. The Fly. Google Independence him. Day. I'm Googling. I'm going to Google him. Yeah. Jeff Goldberg. You've got it. Goldbloom. 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 Yeah. And then I'm going to buy a t-shirt with his face on it. I would hope so. But we have like a lot of those t-shirts, weirdly enough. We have like some with like James Franco, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think we have one with Bill Murray. We have a few with Bill Murray's face on it. Yeah, but we were talking about, it was just like this really funny Twitter conversation where this woman was like, why is this shirt not on me right now? I was like, I don't know why it's not on you either. I don't know what's going on, but I need you to have this t-shirt right now. And I need you to queue up every Jeff Goldblum movie on Netflix. So, I mean, it was something so weird. It was like I was talking to, I think what happens a lot when I engage on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, I feel like I'll get into those kind of experiences where I feel like I'm talking to my friends. And I think that's really awesome and incredible. That's awesome. Because it comes across to them as well, I imagine, like they're talking to a friend rather than a, exactly. a, a brand. And that's something that I train my team on more than anything that you know to talk to them like that like that you're the friend that you're there to congratulate them you're there to cheer them on you're there to like listen to their feedback and you're there to apologize and be empathetic as possible to their situation and to something that you know that could have been our mistake Mm -hmm. and yeah there are a lot of weird things that have happened and but I think that Jeff Goldblum conversation was really weird, but it was really awesome. Did she buy the shirt? Oh, yeah. She bought that shirt. There are a lot of people that bought that shirt because there are a lot of great people out there, Dan. <laughs> Obviously better people than me. Yeah. Well, no. Do you know who he is now? I was going to wait till after the podcast to, to Google him. <laughs> I thought that would be rude. All right, you know, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, do it now. Okay, well, well, Dan is Googling Ashley, strange question. Just given how amazing this experience sounds, is there any plans for a, a men's line, or are you sticking only to women for now? <laughs> we get that so often from our male employees, and I always feel so bad. We do have a few products out there for men. It's under the Gifts for Guys tab, and I've definitely bought my boyfriend a few things from there. We have like T-shirts and like kind of fun like techie gifts. But right now, no current plans to expand our menswear line. Well, after the podcast, I will go and check out the Gifts for Guys section at the very least. Yes, I would hope so. 
And guys, I've just seen who he is. If you'd said it was Roxon's dad from the league, I would have been fine. That is such a... <laughs> that can't. is what I know him from. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Dad. Do you know who Jeff Goldblum is? He's Nick Kroll's dad on FX's The League. Perfect. I would have got it straight away. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now he's going to buy the t-shirt. <laughs> I would hope so. It's, it's beautiful. It's got pastels on it. It will bring out your eyes. Oh, maybe I'll wait till you have the men's line. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, Ashley, uh, one of the things that we always ask our guests on the podcast is what advice they might have for our listeners who might be just starting up a social care team, may not have been in business quite as long as ModCloth has been. So some of the things that you've learned, maybe some of the things that you've learned not to do, but what advice would you have to somebody who really wants to be as good at service on social as you guys are, but maybe doesn't know where to start? First of all, I would think of a mission statement for your social care team. It doesn't need to be one sentence. It can be three sentences. It can be a paragraph. But something that is your mission statement, what you want to bring to your like department. And then build off of that. Build off what you want your brand voice to be on social platforms. I would say that, above all, is very important to how you engage your customer and you know her online. Absolutely. And, and actually, with that, I think we're probably going to have to call it a day. We're getting on to the longer side of the, the podcast now. I but apologize. Re- no, no, no. It's, it was me and got Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum's fault. Jeff Goldblum, Roxanne's dad's fault. <laughs> Shake's fist. I, I'm going to tweet the FX and see if they respond. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been super interesting. Really, really appreciate you sharing your passion for all things care social. And teaching us more about ModCloth and how you do things. And thank you again to at SnackMantis for nominating you. I think that was a very good nomination. And I thoroughly enjoyed having you join us. Oh, thank you guys so much. This has been great. Thank you again. And just a final reminder to everyone listening, if you want to nominate future brands and get more brands like ModCloth on the podcast, hashtag F-O-C-S. Let us know who, let us know why. And Dan and I will reach out to them and try and schedule them. Ashley, thank you very much. Dan, talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.